This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. A listener note, this podcast series at times contains graphic audio and strong language. I don't know. I don't know. What's going on? I can't see. Are you guys okay? Is there anybody with injuries? In the middle of the night of June 24, 2021, 911 lines lit up in Surfside, Florida. Police raced to the Champlain Towers South apartment complex where their body cameras captured the unfolding chaos and confusion. 34, I'm arrival here, there's a lot of dust, I can barely see anything. I don't think the building collapsed, it looks like the roof and the drive through collapsed, I'm looking for injuries. Is anybody there? Is anybody there? One of the first officers on the scene rushed up a driveway strewn with wreckage. At about 1.25 a.m., he was calling out in the dark, choking on dust, when radio reports from other Surfside units started coming in. Um, I just had a body center tell me that the uh, part of the building collapsed. So I'm pulling up now. That's <coughs> QSL. Show your arrival there. And units sure, still taking their bodies. Any additional Surfside units on that can respond? As he rounded a corner, the officer swung the beam of his flashlight down into a massive hole. It was filled with cars and rubble and people. Hello? Where are you? Are you okay? Are you okay? Is anybody down there injured? What's wrong with her? Give me a second, I'm gonna go around. More officers converged and they scurried along a beach access path, their flashlights frantically sweeping back and forth. But when they leaned over a retaining wall to try to see where the voices were coming from, the wall started to crumble. It was too dangerous to get any closer. So this is this is unstable here. People screaming, The wind was blasting dust and debris in their faces. The officers couldn't see the people they were trying to help, but they could hear them out there in the dark, and the horror of what they were dealing with was dawning on them. Look, there's a hole right here. I can't see. I can't see that. And then the line was disconnected. Let's go over that way. We have to go the other way. No, no. The building collapsed. 
Several officers ran off to look for another way in, but one stayed behind to call Surfside Command. And even for a trained emergency responder, the scene was difficult to describe. You can hear the struggle in his voice. Because buildings just don't fall down for no reason in the middle of the night. The Champlain Towers building collapsed. The back part of the building collapsed. I'm going to need, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to have to contact Healy to get down here too. Okay. Okay. Uh, we don't know. It just, uh, somebody hurt, somebody heard a loud noise and it just, uh, it just came down. Fire, fire rescues are on their way. This is huge. I mean, humongous. This 12-episode series is an exclusive report on one of the deadliest building disasters in history. It's a collaboration of the Miami Herald, its partners, and Treefort Media. It is the story of an ongoing investigation. The people who lived. The 98 people who died. How all of them could have been saved and the journalists asking the hard questions, uncovering the truth. What went wrong? Could something like this ever happen again? And is anyone going to be held accountable? I'm Paul Bieben, and this is Collapse, Disaster in Surfside. You know, I have to be honest, I'm not sure that anything can prepare you for the randomness and the unanswered questions associated with a collapse like Surfside. That's reporter Joey Fletches. Like many at the Miami Herald, Surfside is basically his backyard. I am a local government reporter uh, for the Miami Herald. I've been with the Herald for eight years and I have lived in North Beach, which is a five, ten minute drive from Surfside. And I've lived there for five, six years at this point. It's right near the beach that I usually go to on the weekends. Fletches was the first reporter on the scene for the Herald, the first to try to get his head around an almost unthinkable disaster. How, how did this actually happen in the middle of the night with it, it just out of nowhere? That I'm not sure there's anything that really prepares you for how mind boggling that is also part of what you're thinking just as a human being and even just as a journalist like are we going to have miracles here so basically i started hearing uh, 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 i woke up because i was hearing some noise i couldn't understand what was happening i looked out outside and i saw the patio, patio area started sinking down what started thinking so, uh, the patio area the pool area uh-huh. the pool area started sinking down Okay. We do show police and paramedics are on the way over there now. They should be there by now. Yeah, but there are many, many stores of the building that went down. The building just went to the sinkhole. So there will be many, many people there. As we understood better what had happened at the Champlain Tower South, it became clear that the suddenness of this event, no warning, middle of the night, people literally dropping 
10, 12 stories in their bed, that was going to be something we were going to have to find a way to tell. Senior editor Dave Wilson's regular beat is politics and state government. But he's also called upon to coordinate coverage of big breaking stories like Surfside. He's been at the Herald for 45 years. This is my home. I'm privileged to have a career that lets me do what I do about my hometown. And that has staying power in the course of a career. It isn't just about doing what we do. It's about doing about what we do, where we're doing it at home. And, and that's really impactful. It's our story to tell. The tragedy brought the media of the nation and to some extent the world here for a week or so. And then they left. But the story didn't leave us. The community's still grieving. The answers will be a long time coming in this, and we'll be there for that too. There is one surveillance video of Champlain Towers South from the night of June 24th, 2021. At about 1.22 a.m., a huge section of the building suddenly pancakes to the ground. A smaller wing stays upright a few moments longer, wobbles, and then smashes down too. The sequence lasts about 12 seconds. A 25 million pound avalanche of concrete, glass, and steel roaring to the ground. One part of the building remains standing in a cloud of dust. The whole thing seems almost like a controlled demolition, as if part of the building was detonated by dynamite, except there's no audio in the surveillance footage. And for a catastrophe you know was louder than anything you've ever heard, the silence makes it even more chilling. Bocas del Toro, Panama. A secluded seaside hideaway. Scott Makeda has no idea that his tropical haven is about to become his personal hell. He literally said, I have the power of Satan. A serial killer pretending to be a therapist. Holbert rents a room and that's where he set up his business as a fake shrink. Accusations of a gringo mafia. Gun running, drugs. A slaughtered family. And then he goes back and he plants another bullet. A killer on tape. Hey man, I'm guilty. Everybody knows I'm a monster. The law of the jungle is simple. Survive. From Tree Fort Media and Village Roadshow Entertainment Group, this is Natural Selection, Scott versus Wild Bill. I'm your host, Candace DeLong. Follow us wherever you get your podcasts. In this 911 call made by a man fleeing the building, the roar in the background is the sound of the collapse. What? Yeah. Hold on. Okay. I'm trying to track him. He's mapping at 88th Street and Collins Avenue. Hurry up, hurry up. He's, the big he's, he's reporting a collapse in a garage. 877 Collins Avenue. He's coming from. Okay, so tell me exactly what happened. Sir? I'm sorry. What's going on? Tell me exactly what happened. I don't know. There's a lot of smoke going on. I can't see anything right now. You see smoke? Sir, 
Where are we going? We gotta go. We gotta keep going. Hello. Hello. Yes, I'm here. What are you? What are you seeing? I can't see nothing but smoke. From inside the section that didn't fall, dozens of desperate calls started flooding 911 lines. The building was dark, filled with the dust of pulverized concrete. Escape was a harrowing journey. Oh my God! Ma'am, the operator is asking if anyone is injured. Oh my God! That's okay. We have them on the way out there. Okay, ma'am, I need you to focus on the operator. Okay. 8777 Collins Avenue? Yes. Okay. Um, okay, you're in your apartment right now? Yes, but half the building's gone. Okay, are you able to get out through the staircase? No, no, the staircase is closed. Okay, what, what, what is your apartment number? I'm in the balcony right now. We can't find the exit. We're in the stairs, but we we don't know which stairs we can get out. Okay. You need to find your closest stairs wherever you can to exit the building, okay? What side of the building are you on? What side of the building? What floor? We're, we're on the second floor. Another man kept his cool as he tried to lead his family and several other people to safety. As they picked their way through the wreckage, they heard their neighbors calling for help. There's people yelling, saying they're stuck. Yes. On the, on the part of the building that collapsed, they keep yelling and it's... Okay. We have several people on the way over there to assist. I let them know the location you are at. Okay? Okay. Okay, sir. What's your name? We... No, what, what, is it safe for us to stay here? I don't know what structures around you, sir. If you find a way to get out, please do so. The, the entire uh, garage is flooding. Okay. We're going back to the second floor where we were. Okay. We're going to the southeast side of the building. I have other people with me now. We're now about eight or nine because the three more in my family. Uh, we're going to try to knock on the door so we can have access to the balcony. Okay. Side of the street. Okay. Nobody opening. All right, let me know. There's people in the rubble yelling, by the way. Okay. Just so you know. We have several, several units that are already on scene. The basement is flooded. We just walked. It was only about two feet deep. Okay. We're walking on top of the rubble. We're outside now. You made it out completely, your whole family? Okay. Exit completely. Even get away from the pool. If anything more collapses, I don't want it to hit your family. Ma'am, are you still there? I'm with you still, sir. Yes. Okay, now walking by the pool. Okay. The pool. You have your entire family with you, right? They're ahead of me. I had to help a lady. Okay. Uh, I got her with me. Uh, Okay. I'm in the open area with the pool. Okay. Completely exit towards the beach side. But another group couldn't find their way out of the garage, so they sought safety the only way they knew how. They tried to get back home, even after their home had crumbled around them. We think the roof collapsed in the building. A bunch of us are in the garage, but we cannot get out. And we're going back up to our apartment, but 
some of the hallways are blocked. Okay, so you said that the entire roof has collapsed on top of the building? We, we don't know exactly. Okay, if you don't know what's going on, ma'am, you need to stay somewhere where you are safe, okay? Don't go walking. Well, don't go walking all over the building if the roof has collapsed. We have help on the way there already. We're going back to our apartment, but there are a lot of people inside the building. As people tried to make their way out, the first emergency crews were pulling up. 76, arrival at 888 Collins. We have a 13-story building. We have a 13-story building with most of the building gone. 76, I see many people on the balconies. There's, the building is gone. There's no elevators. There's, this is nothing. I mean, it, it almost resembles the trade center. 76. At this point, nobody had any idea how many people were trapped in the section that was still standing, or how many might have been still alive, buried in the pile of rubble. Witnesses looked on in shock. Hey, give the fire trucks attention! Okay? 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 Yes, sir. Oh, my. Oh my God. I think when you see a collapsed building, you see a lot of concrete and steel. But to look at the backside of this building, it was people's personal effects. Samantha Gross lives right around the corner from Surfside. That morning, she was the first Herald reporter to get close enough to see the torn open building with her own eyes. There were families that lived there. There were vacationers who traveled there every year. There were retirees who thought that spending their last years on the beach was the ultimate paradise. And seeing all of those signs of life, you know, kitchen appliances and bed frames and mattresses and clothing and um, later seeing photos of, you know, picture frames and, and smaller things that were harder to see from the street. It really was just a reminder of how much life was lost and how this wasn't a vacant building of vacation rental units. This was a building that a lot of people lived in with their families and children and grandchildren. It was a living building. In the chaos and confusion after the collapse, police officers struggled to secure the area. Out of the dust and darkness, a man rushed up to two officers on Collins Avenue in front of the standing section of the building. He identified himself as a firefighter. Sir? Yeah. I'm a citizen from the house in there with my family. <laughs> what happened? Bro, I'm, 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 I'm on penthouse 12, which is all the way at the top. I'm, 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 on, the, I'm on my phone with my... Sorry, man. No, no, no. no. I'm just trying to catch my breath. I'm on my phone on YouTube, and I hear I hear something like fall. Like I heard like something fall. Not a big deal. That was something in the apartment. All of a sudden, I hear like it's a jet right through the front of my balcony. So I get up. Mm-hmm. I'm like, was that a complain because there's places that come by here and something told me let me go let me tell I stay there no the whole thing back is gone the buildings are now hey listen there's gonna you need to figure out the collapse zone you guys need to back up because it's gonna hit the fan okay the whole side that building's an l okay the whole this side right here the whole 
thing came down. Okay, okay, okay. You all right? Appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Thank you. In a disaster like Surfside, fire rescue is in command. And within minutes, Miami-Dade Fire Rescue was running the scene. You can almost hear the Surfside officer's relief as a Miami-Dade firefighter barked orders at them. What I'm gonna have to do is just coordinate with whoever's in charge of fire because this is a little bit of a cluster here. It's a giant cluster. That's Miami Beach over there. They're blocking off traffic at 87 Okay, okay, then we have to just get with fire and see what we're gonna do. Who is? Who is? Miami Beach. They're building on their side. They're doing what? They're, going, they're getting people evacuated. Okay, good. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure who's in charge for you guys, but we're, we're, it's, Just keep everybody in front of the fire truck, everybody behind this fire truck, everybody behind your police vehicles. That's okay. the perimeter. Nobody in. I don't care who okay. they are. Is there anything we can do? No. Keep everybody out. That's all you can you do. You got it. You got it. A rattled woman covered in dust told a police officer that she was the security guard at Champlain Tower South. Her name is Shimoka Furman. She was on duty in the lobby on the street side of the building. That's the part that didn't collapse. Yeah, I was there. Uh, I was there sitting down. Are and you I heard, were the only one in the front? Yeah, I'm the only one there. Okay. So I heard a boom, boom, but I didn't hear no Did bump. they? Let me ask you a question. Have they been working on this building lately or anything? Have I, they been doing anything? To be honest, I worked overnight. Okay. I worked overnight. This never happened. I didn't even think we have earthquakes. I don't even think this, I don't even know what this was. I don't know what's going on. All I know is it was a, I, I, honest to God, I thought it was an elevator because it, no alarms went off. So when the lady, it was a lady came from downstairs to say, what was that? What Furman told the officers through her adrenaline and confusion is a critical eyewitness account. First, she said no alarms went off. Second, she explained that she and at least one other resident heard a series of very loud noises over the course of several minutes leading up to the final collapse. So when I heard the big boom, 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 the lady come downstairs and was like, did you hear that? I say, that's the elevator. She said, no, no. So the second one came, she ran outside, and that's when I got on the phone. I called you guys. I'm, I'm so getting get no That was now, mind you, mind you, mind you, sir. That was the second one. I ended now. That was the second one. Why I'm on the phone is a third one. I had to. The third one messed up all this right here. The front and the uh and the parts I tried to leave out of. Furman was in shock, pacing back and forth on the sidewalk in front of a group of officers and firefighters, so her audio can be difficult to hear. So I literally had to leave from to, from the back uh, the back pool door, and I jumped across, and I had to jump across that uh, that garage right there because the garage collapsed right there. Four kids or two kids or whatever I think I'm not mistaken, two kids and a, and a man and a woman and an old lady. I end up helping them across, but I I don't even know how I made it out of there through the grace of God. Shamoka Furman is a hero for staying behind, trying to call residents, and helping a handful get out. And her testimony is key to the investigation into what happened, how and why the building went down, which we'll get into in upcoming episodes.
Around the same time Furman was telling her story, the Surfside officer who first saw the massive hole was telling firefighters what it was like when he arrived on the scene. Yeah, I don't know if it makes a difference, but when I got here, the people on scene told me it started from the bottom up, from the back. There's an underground basement that went first. And then this shit happened, and then over here it started collapsing. There was a roof that fell on the drive-thru. But no explosion? We didn't hear anything. We were like three blocks up. I got here, all I saw was smoke. I couldn't see nothing. I thought, I thought like, like a laundry machine or something crazy blew up. Was it fire? I don't know what it was, man. We didn't hear anything. But there's a good probability there's people dead buried oh, in that right. rubble. Yeah, this place is this time of the day. As the officer told his story, a woman tried to walk down Collins Avenue toward the building. The officer, who, like the neighborhood, is multilingual, turned her around. Ma'am, can go this way. Yes. Ma'am, right now you can't come this way. You gotta go that way, ma'am. I can't go that way. My okay. mother is 87, and she has major heart condition. You're not the only person with family inside, but we can't have anybody here right now. How are you going to get them down? Fire She's rescue's working on it. Fire rescue's working on it. They have to tell her. I'm not. I'm, I'm gonna listen this to you. This is not a safe area right now. I'm not okay? gonna go anywhere. But I need you to go that way, please. I'm going to okay? go that way, but I need somebody. It doesn't have to be two. I'm gonna turn myself around. I need to listen to someone about the plan. She's on the ninth floor. So they're working on know. it. I can't tell you. I don't know where they're going to okay, be. Okay, somebody okay. else. It doesn't I'll have let to you be know. you. You wait over there, I'll let you know. I can't okay? wait on the other corner. I'm going to step away. You cannot wait here. I need you to go over there. I need you to go over there. What, what am I going to tell you? The building collapsed. Nobody knows how it collapsed or why. The building collapsed? Yes. Half the building is collapsed. I need you to go over there. The building collapsed? Yes. Please go over there. Están trabajando en eso ahora. Necesito que vayas para allá, por favor. ¿Ok? Yo entiendo. Necesito que vayas para allá, por favor. Hasta la 90. As frantic friends and relatives tried to find out what had happened to their loved ones, and 911 dispatchers tried to guide survivors to safety, hundreds of emergency workers were trying to rescue people with no way out. Uh, just confirming you have no access to the injured people inside of the stairwell. That is affirmative. We have no access to the interior of the apartment complex. I need PD on the beach side. I have people coming in off the back side. I need them to get everybody out of here. Be advised, I'm coming out with two patients on backboards. We're coming out on the south side of the building in the alleyway. Copy. Engine 35, meet up with Battalion 12. They're coming out right here. Go ahead, Mentor. If you can send me as many uh, resources as you can with backboards to my area, Per battalion 11, uh, they're going to be pulling out most of the victims out of this Alpha uh, Bravo corner over here by where you had the evacuation. Command to platform 21. 21 copy, we're about to move and we have one lady up on the balcony here. We're going to do a quick grab. After that, you need to move ASAP. Manpower, go ahead. Send another crew with a ladder. Uh, we have uh, one elderly lady, two uh, other adults. Uh, we're going to need assistance with this rescue from the second floor. Delta side. Roughly an hour after the collapse, the Miami Herald's overnight editor saw a series of alerts on an emergency scanner. 
Miami-Dade Fire Rescue was calling all available resources to Surfside. The Herald was about to get there too. Senior editor, Dave Wilson. I've always considered journalists first responders, just like emergency medical personnel, police, firefighters, because that's what we do. The bell rings and we go. Joey Fletches was the first Herald reporter on the scene. It was about three in the morning that a phone call came through, and that means that somebody called me twice in a row. After that, it was like snapping a finger, you know, that you're just up, sleep is over, get dressed, run to the car. I need to be able to get as close as possible and not lose time because this seems bad. And I got there somewhere around 3.15, 3.20. And that's when I started having conversations with anybody I could find about what was going on. Got as close as I could and I could see just a public information officer from the city of Miami, which is my normal beat. But the weird part about that is we were out just south of the Surfside Miami Beach border. So what was he doing there? And I asked them, I said, hey, Pete, uh, how bad is this? There were red, yellow, blue lights just lighting up the sky. And so I had a sense that this was very bad. But, you know, and Pete said to me, I, I don't have details, but it's very serious. As he made his way along the police perimeter, Fletches found another familiar face. There was a whole row of fire trucks lining the street. And there wasn't a whole lot of gatekeeping going on. It was early. I mean, there were certain places you couldn't get past, but you could try to talk to people. And firefighters were all instructed not to say anything. There was one that I knew personally. And I happened to just catch him like in a big crowd. I was like, hey, like, I'm sorry to see you here. And he kind of just said, listen, you know, I can't talk to you, but it's bad. It's like a stack of pancakes. I don't know if we're going to have a lot of people get out of there. Um, and that was the first sort of real indication standing a block away, not having looked at it with my own eyes, that there would be many people dead in this tragedy. It was already clear that this would be a long process. They would be there for days and days. And it was a grim assessment in the first couple of hours of this. It would be, it would be bad. It would be real bad. But in the immediate aftermath of Surfside, something so immense, so completely unthinkable, even Miami-Dade Fire Rescue didn't seem to know just how bad it really was. Battalion 1 to 76. Go ahead, Battalion 1. If we're looking at an MCI, start setting up an area for the walking wounded and start setting up all your groups. Affirmative. This is going to be an MCI level 4, level 5, 6. If we're looking at an MCI level 4 or 5, you're going to need to strike four alarms. Copy. Just confirm it. Is it an MCI level 4 or 5? 5. Copy. 133 Day County. MCI stands for Mass Casualty Incident. It's a scale to gauge the size of an emergency. Level 4 means there are between 100 and 1,000 victims. Level 5 means more than 1,000. So in the heat of the moment, when Engine 76 catches his breath and says, this is going to be an MCI level 4, 5, 6, what he's basically saying is that he can barely believe his own eyes because there is no such thing as an MCI level 6. 5 is as big as it gets.
Coming up on this season of Collapse, Disaster in Surfside. You know, no one's ever heard of Surfside, and now it's famous for all the wrong reasons. This looked like a miniature version of the Twin Towers. This was not going to be good. It was just one really long day that was a nightmare. Everything that kept replaying in my head was just the video of the building collapsing, seeing my mom, my grandmother die. What starts coming to light here, there is some sort of perfect storm of poor design, poor construction, and degradation and damage. Was Champlain Tower South a ticking time bomb from the moment it was built? The 2018 structural field report outlines a major error in the original design. These steel bones within the building are starting to snap, but you wouldn't see it yet. We're talking about something almost like a chain reaction, a domino effect. Were the original designers and developers to blame for a flawed building? Were corners cut? And were building codes ignored in an era of wild development in South Florida? There are warning signs in other buildings. Warning signs about erosion of rebar, erosion of concrete, poor maintenance, a lack of attention by people that should be inspecting buildings to make sure they're safe for the people who live in them. The stakes couldn't be higher for the millions of people living in high-rises in Florida, across the country, and around the world. These people just want to know, is my home safe? All that and more coming up this season on Collapse, Disaster in Surfside. Collapse, Disaster in Surfside is produced by Treefort Media, the Miami Herald, and the McClatchy Company. Visit miamiherald.com forward slash surfside dash podcast, that's all lowercase, to learn more about our investigation and to read articles mentioned in today's episode. And if you can, please rate the episode as well, as it'll help others find our podcast. Our hearts and appreciation go out to our guests who have so bravely shared their stories with us and other journalists so that we may bring to light the many stories of those impacted by this tragedy. We also want to thank all the experts who have joined us to share their expertise. Special thanks to the team at WLRN in Miami, as well as CBS 4 News in Miami, for sharing supplementary materials to help us tell this story. Collapse, Disaster, and Surfside was executive produced by Kelly Garner and Lisa Ammerman for Treefort Media, Monica Richardson, and Rick Hirsch for the Miami Herald. I'm your host, Paul Bieben. The series was written and produced by Eric Salat and me, Paul Bieben, for Treefort Media. Edited by Maxwell Carney, Katie Corpy, and Tom Monahan. Mixed by Maxwell Carney. Treefort head of audio is Tom Monahan. Line produced by Oscar Guido. With additional production assistance by Jared Brom, Haley Mandelberg, Colin Motil, and Lindsay Whistler. For the Miami Herald, Monica Richardson serves as executive editor. Managing editor is Rick Hirsch. Senior Vice President of News, Kristen Roberts. Senior Vice President of Advertising, Tony Berg. McClatchy Managing Editor, Cynthia DuBose. Audience Development Editor, Adrian Rui. Miami Investigative Editor, Casey Frank. Miami Herald Senior Editor, Dave Wilson. Miami Herald Information Services, Monica Leal. Copyright 2021 by Treefort Media and the Miami Herald. Sound recording copyright 2021 by Treefort Media.